Podcasting, The Final Frontier. This is the Hammer Podcast. It's 30-minute mission to rehash geeky topics, to seek out new bastions of nerdiness, to timidly go where the more talented have gone before. Greetings, and welcome to the Hammer Podcast, the official podcast of thehammerstrikes.com. I'm your host, Gene Hendricks, and we're going to be dispensing with the listener feedback today because we have an extra long episode and an extra special one. This is going to be the first movie commentary that I've done, and in order to make it great, I brought in, from the Grady's, the great 80s movies debate, Dave and Christy. How are you guys? Very oh. well. <laughs> Anytime we get to get up early on a Sunday and watch this, <laughs> it's not a bad day. Oh, Even if I do have to talk to Christy. Oh, oh boy. She agrees with you on this one. Oh, that's Yeah, I agree with you on this one. <laughs> disagreeing with you on, on a lot of this kind of stuff. So uh, it's great to talk to you, Christy. Well, you too, Dave. And Gene, thank you for having us. It's awesome. Well, thank Any you opportunity to watch this again? Always welcome. Yes, and the this that we are talking about is the infamous, the extra special, Zorro the Gay Blade. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you gotta go see this movie. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people may not have it because it wasn't, as far as I know, it wasn't a huge DVD production run or anything, but there are copies available on Amazon. I know this for a fact. Yes. And if you're going to purchase this, I would encourage you to go to twotruefreaks.com and click on the Amazon link there. won't cost you anything extra, and we'll get a little bit of a kickback to keep the shows coming out for you. So, if you guys are ready, we'll, uh, we'll get into this. All right. All right. So, we are on the title screen of the DVD. We're going to hit play feature in three, two, one, go. And we're coming up. All right. There we go. I'd forgotten about this dedication. Yes, yeah. so had I. I mean, uh, who is who is this guy, Dave? Do you do you know? I didn't even I didn't I didn't even bother to look that up. Okay. I don't know I don't know who that is. It it when in a movie like this, you, when something like that comes up, you think it's going to be a joke. Uh, true. Yeah. But but that that doesn't seem like a joke. I don't know who that guy is. Well, we'll look it up. Now, uh, for anyone listening, and the way I discovered this movie is this something my dad showed us. Yeah. And he, growing up, used to watch Zorro, the the Disney TV show. Right. This is a parody of that show. Okay. For For those that didn't know what it was a parody of, <clears throat> Matt. <clears throat> <laughs> and I had never seen it. But I still found this movie funny. But then when I went back and watched it later, after watching a few of the Zorro episodes, or the Filmation actually had a Zorro cartoon, which was the same basic thing. But if, as long as you know, it's Batman. <laughs> you you can go go with it. I never thought about that. It is Batman. Yeah, well, Zorro was one of the inspirations for when Bob Kane and Bill Finger created Batman. Because huh. you have the rich aristocrat, essentially, who 
is secretly this hero for the people, but he plays like he's the bored fop. Right. And then the premise of this movie is the guy actually is a bored fop that <laughs> inherits the mantle from his dad. And some people would argue that you can't understand George Hamilton in this movie, and many would also argue that you can't understand Christian Bale as Batman. So it all comes full circle. <laughs> Who knew that Christian Bale took his inspiration from that? Yeah. This, the Dark Knight series is inspired by George Hamilton. You know, now that kind of makes it palatable. <laughs> I'm going to get emails for that, but I don't care. And you should. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it, this is one of the things, the old style title sequence. is yeah. You had all these credits before everything, so it was kind of an overture and, and whatnot. When I, when I first saw this, I remember I was thinking, I was like, oh, this is going to be boring, isn't it? Because we're just hey. looking at his wardrobe. Yeah, really. Hey, guys, can you hold on? For some reason, mine's not playing now. Okay. Uh, where are you at? I can't get past the title sequence. Okay. Interesting. I thought it was going... Hold on. I had to have technical. <laughs> Tech support has been called. Tech support. Are you pausing, uh, Gene? Uh, yeah, I'm paused at 310 right now. I don't, I don't know if you... It's it's the overview of the gloves, the whip, the hat, the sword, and the mask. Right. Try and get there. <laughs> so you That's... force Matt to get involved in this no matter what he said. No, I know. But it does this, and then it goes I back. I know. I'm getting to the point where I can help you. <laughs> uh, uh, thrilling listening, isn't it? By the way, I'm not editing any of this out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where are you again? You're at 310? At 310, yes. Thank you, honey. Force him to stay in case it happens again. <laughs> she keeps him chained in the bedroom. In we, case this happens. <laughs> we don't need to know anything about their personal life, Dave. <laughs> okay. All right, you ready? We'll we'll do a countdown again. Hold on one second. Six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, I'm at three ten. Okay, three, two, one, play. Okay. Directed by Peter Medic. <laughs> I love the I love the fifty years after Zorro. After Zorro. <laughs> well, everything goes from. Uh, the Battle of Yavin in Star Wars, so why not the disappearance of Zorro here? There you go. It's really your first joke. True. Well, I mean the the real pain in the ass. Yeah, that's in, true. In the narration, but and this how is... did those curtains not catch fire? <laughs> that's the practical. Uh, and and <laughs> this is so handsome. I I'm I'm saying this, you know, very assured of my own sexuality, but. Mm -hmm. His eyebrows are intoxicating. They they are entrancing. Mm -hmm. And they put a light just right on her face. Yes. Yeah. Now you'd like him in, uh, what's it called, the vampire movie, right, Christy? Oh, love at first bite. Oh, yeah. You prefer that to this? 
Oh, they're very different. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I do. It's very quotable, but so is this. Yeah. That's what it, it. He does quotable movies. Yeah. No, very much so. Yes. Now he doesn't uh, do quotable movies. He doesn't do anything. Now he just does interview interviews about his recordable movies. <laughs> does he still talk about this and get? Oh yeah, he loved this. That he produced this. He has a lot of pride in this movie. Huh. And I was actually watching an interview with a British uh, um, talk show host that was all, and they were talking about this a lot. Huh. As well as his affair with Liz. Taylor. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> now, how many, Gene? How many did you start watching this like on a regular basis? Like, how many times do you think you've seen this movie? Oh, I, I've seen this has to be over fifty times. Oh my god! I mean, yeah this this was one my sister and I growing up. This is one of the ones that we loved to watch, and my dad loved it too. So he was, we didn't own it. This is one that we would get from the video store. So it's like, you know, a, a couple of the ones that was like, every time we go to the video store, oh, can we get that? Well, it's not in, so let's go get, let's get something else. But this was one that we would always want to go watch, and then if it was on TV, that's what we were watching. Right. And so, it, what's funny, though, is you have jokes in this I didn't get when I was a kid. Right. And like we'll we'll get to it when we introduce Ramon. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what a homosexual was. No, I just thought he was goofy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he was he he was like this 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 strange person. Not that it had anything to do with his sexuality. We kind of talked about that when we did our show. Like the the premise of, that whole premise of that part of the movie was lost on at least lost on me when I was a kid. Oh yeah, definitely. But you have the stuff like with Esteban. Mm-hmm. That that's funny no matter who you are. No, oh, yeah. There's a lot of white shirts being worn. Do you notice that? Yes. <laughs> Everybody wears white in California, apparently. No, it's hot. Oh, that's true. You've been to California, Christy. Isn't this what it looks like on the streets of San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here he comes. Yes. Look this guy. Those. It's those shots where the camera just zooms in that just are like, oh, drama. Drama, but not even close to being dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you get there like with that look they shared, and and now we have the Lando and Han exchange. <laughs> yeah, it is. I guess it's the first time I saw Ron Lehman, because I'm, I'm a huge Rhinestone fan. And I'm trying to think what I saw first. This is Rhinestone. Like, this guy was, like, ubiquitous in my childhood for some reason. Hmm. Love him. He's just so over the top here. It's great. <laughs> oh, I'm Brendan Vaccaro. Yeah. Let's introduce someone with absolutely no accent. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that either. She always cracks me she up. Did, she just doesn't try. <laughs> yeah, I am what I am, and that's it. Even if I still see her in things today, she still makes me laugh for some reason. Mm. Just like her attitude. She always has this attitude in everything she plays. Oh, look at him. He's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now, is Matt close by, Christy? No. He's in another room. <laughs> he ran. He ran to the garage. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Why? He's working on Artmore Project. Oh, all right. That's a worthy he's cause. Cut, he's cutting pieces. Can he take a break to watch this? He won't. <laughs> I have to say, when I was growing up, I always loved the costumes. Oh, you yeah. Know, like the big hoop skirts. Well, for a girl, that's a big thing. They, they, are, they are pretty ambitious for a movie. I mean, I don't know. When this came out, do you think it was... Was it was it taken seriously? Like was this like a big movie on the horizon of film at the time? Because it does look like it costs some money. I don't know. I I don't. I mean, when this movie came out, I was five, so yeah, you know, it's it's a little little beyond my scope. I just knew my dad had put it on. I think it was HBO. Yeah, it was. It, it came on HBO, and he he sat my sister and I down and said, "You have to watch this." <laughs> La Tortuga. La Tortuga. <laughs> so I'm my... worried the turtle has been executed. <laughs> when my son watched this, he, uh, he complained a lot about not being able to understand them. Yeah, but and... then they make the joke about that later. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, the that's, point. That's what, that's what our co-podcasters complained about, too. I don't have any trouble understanding. No, I've I've never had any trouble understanding him. I live in Florida. <laughs> so that counts. You you have a translator. I have to brain. I have to regularly translate in my brain. Of course, I also understand Donald Duck, so I don't know if you mm. necessarily go by me. <laughs> Don Francisco. <laughs> uh, oh, Louis is great. We still quote, my dad will still quote this movie. Like, when, um, like, if, if my daughter comes down, like, in a costume or something, and she, guess who I am? He'll look at her, Louie, I know you! Louie, I know you. Yeah, he's, his delivery just is killer every time. <laughs> we talked about that on our show. Like, I wonder why he never kind of... I mean, he was in other things. He was in, remember, he's in Norma Ray, like in a, in a serious role. Mm-hmm. I wonder why Ron Liebman never became that guy, because I think he's like insanely talented. Oh yeah, I, he. I think he concentrated most of his efforts on the stage. Oh, uh, okay, that explains it. And he was a voice on Archer with his wife. Well, that that's selfish of him because. Uh, he, he he needed to get out there. Everyone, Samuel Rob Liebman. I can't see you. You're being selfish. Yeah, don't Daniel be on stage. Rob. Be on a screen so everyone can see you. Share your talent with the world, not just one city. Now I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this these sets, these costumes, this 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 costs some money. This this co- unless they had to bring their own. <laughs> what, like a, a Civil War movie? Okay, you reenactors, come on in. Yeah, you gotta bring your own costumes. Everything Make he sure wears, it's white. everything he wears is beautiful. This deserved at least an Academy Award nomination for costuming. Oh yeah, that's a cool shot. Mm, yeah, with you got the, her behind. and him through what window? Yeah, and through the window. Yeah, 
and Paco through the other. Paco. So you think that people don't like this? They just don't get it? I think it's probably a sense of humor thing. Uh-huh. Uh, because there, you have to be... There are some movies where you have to be in the right mindset to watch them. Yeah. Um, Flash Gordon's one. You know, I love Flash Gordon. But the first time my wife saw it, she didn't like it. Then I got the Blu-ray for Christmas. I said, listen, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> and she was in the room, okay, fine, put it on. And at the end, she looked at me and said, you know, that was actually pretty good. So it, it, you have to be in the right mindset. But I, also, I think it was one of the things that this was a movie that we bonded with my dad over. So mm-hmm. it's always got a special place for me. Yeah, we talked about that, too. Like, do you have to, as a viewer in 2015, do you have to come into this with a history with it? Or can you like it just as what it is in, by today's standards? Like, I don't know. And I don't think any of the three of us could answer that because we all have a history with it. Well, it, this is another one that my wife didn't have cable growing up. And she didn't ever saw a lot of stuff like this. So when I got the DVD, I was like, no, <laughs> we are watching this now. Yeah. Come on. And she enjoyed it. She didn't like all of the humor. Mm-hmm. But she enjoyed watching the movie. So, you know, I think you, you can come at it later, especially if you go into it realizing it's a parody of the old-time Zorro TV show. Right. Well, that's good to hear, because yeah. I, hope, I hope this isn't the kind of, like, I know you said you had a hard time finding it. We couldn't find it. You found it and generously gave us all a copy. This is one of those movies that you have to really work for to find, and and people aren't going to necessarily do that. This is the kind of movie that just dies, like it goes away and people forget about. That's why Unless we're doing it's this. it's perpetuated by <laughs> people like us. Yes, <laughs> by the obsessive people. <laughs> and the criminally insane. Those are some tight-fitting pants. Sorry. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just realized that. So he's Don Tight Pants, okay. Don Tight Pants. Oh, and this is another thing that we would always, my sister and I would always do, you know, the ships in the field. The little ba-ba-bas. And the... <laughs> how, how Spanish is Paco? I don't think so. <laughs> it looks like Paco you're... got off the ginger bus. <laughs> he's from North Spain. You know, n- near England. <laughs> what do you think of her, Jean? We we uh we all kind of she's the she, thumbs down. She is the straight man in the whole thing. <laughs> that so she can't be funny. Yeah. It she she is the Bud Abbott. She has to be the straight man. She has to deliver deliver these lines. Like with the the ships in the field that he can just knock out of the park. Yeah, she's a receptacle to the comedy. Right, and she's also the the audience vehicle. You know, coming into this, what the hell are you talking about? Right. I always feel like I need to look around for the train that drove through her teeth. <laughs> I just love later on 
when Paco is miming Charlotte Taylor Wilson, it's just his hands are parallel going straight down. <laughs> this issue reminds me of uh, what's her name from the vacation movies? Oh. Oh, Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. Beverly D'Angelo. She reminds me of Beverly D'Angelo. Like, and they, mm-hmm. they look similar. And Beverly D'Angelo was just like the receptacle for Chevy Chase in those movies. That's what this kind of reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. What is the physical comedy though? Like Paco, especially. It's well, he's mute. He has to be a pantomime the whole time. It's so. It's like they don't make movies like this anymore. It's Harpo. No. That you know, actually now if, I'm trying to think if you cast this with the Marx Brothers, <laughs> you would have Groucho as Don Diego, you would have Harpo as Paco, Chico as Esteban, <laughs> and Zeppo as Bunny Wogglework. Because <laughs> you gotta put Zeppo in there somewhere. Sure. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, you old woman carrying this. Yeah, move it over there. No, 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 over there. Over here. This is always funny. Anytime this happens in any movie. Yeah. In fact, speaking of vacation, we were just watching European Vacation. There's a joke in that when they go to the one hotel, they want their bags taken, and the old lady grabs them and starts to take them upstairs. It's like, this joke works every time. (laughs) Yeah, I think I watched this movie probably not 50 times, but several times a year, anyway, for many years. Oh, yeah. Because, like you said, it was cable, and there wasn't there wasn't as many movies to show. So the movies that they did show, they showed in pretty heavy rotation. Oh, yeah. HBO got the license to a movie. You would see a, a month of it. Yeah. <laughs> Solid blocks of that movie. It's not really any different now. I mean, no, no, but now you have fifty times the choices. That's true. You know, so yeah, and still not really. <laughs> and you would still watch this. Yeah, it's amazing how many old TV shows and movies I watch as opposed to the new stuff. Yeah, it is. You'd that's... rather watch reruns of like some old show than watch anything that's on a, a new show on a network. Yeah, well, right before we, we recorded, I just watched two episodes of Batman, the Adam West Batman. Nice. Me TV, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah we watched a lot of that. Too. <laughs> oh, sideburns. Oh. Those are very Spock ish sideburns. Yeah, well, all. Everyone in Star Trek had the pointed sideburns. Yeah, yeah, I guess Kirk did too. Yeah. I used to be fascinated with that sketch when I was little because I loved to draw. Ah. And anytime something like that would come in a movie, like I would try to recreate it. And I think I used to try and draw that sketch. Oh, okay. Yeah. What a pathetic childhood. <laughs> I would just copy comic books. I would just, like, draw the cover to Batman Year 2 all the time. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff, too. I wish I could hold a cigar in my mouth like he does. Dave, I think if you ever decide to, to shave, yeah. you need 
to definitely shave down to the, that mustache. <laughs> just right before you shave it off, just do that. It's almost like the Tony Stark without the chin facial hair. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. He just looks cool everything he does. I think I, I think I have a man crush. Mm. And you were talking about his eyebrows, his eyes too. His eyes are just so expressive. Yeah. Especially when you know, when he has something covered, all you see is his eyes and he's just able to communicate everything you need. It it just shows that yeah, he's a great actor. He is. <laughs> it's an Ewok. <laughs> what did the guy the guys on our show didn't know what he was supposed to be, right? Or like Well, that's that's the point. <laughs> it's like the the I think when they watched it, I don't know if other people go through what they went through. They got they got hung up on things that ruined other parts of the movie for them, I think. Probably, yeah. They they focused in on stuff that really you you can't you you have to gloss over. Like, yeah, we know it doesn't look like a bear. We know you can't understand Don Diego. Those are the jokes. <laughs> you, if he looks like a bear, you don't get. Where's your invitation, Senor Beaver? Yes. I, t- I remember talking about, too, I love the movie Three Amigos. Oh, yeah. Wondering if any of this stuff inspired them. I'm not saying they ripped it off or anything like that, but a lot of these things remind me of stuff that happened in Three Amigos. Mm. Even like that old recreated footage, like the black and white, you know, movie reel looking kind of footage. Um, I, I kind of put these two movies near yeah. each other. Yeah, Three Amigos is kind of a combination between this and uh, Magnificent Seven. Right. Yeah. Because you have the, the villagers, oh, come help us, you great heroes, but these guys actually aren't the heroes. Yeah. I just, it just says so, something about Diego's character here, that originally he's, oh, I have this great responsibility from my father, I'm going to use it as a Halloween costume. <laughs> but then when he actually faces this, it's like, oh, crap, yeah, I actually am Zorro. I have to do something. Oh, crap, the branch. <laughs> <laughs> the dude's just holding... The dude was just holding the sword there. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even fighting. No, he just... Uh, so he can bang his off of it. Yeah, it's it's the Errol Flynn move. That's one thing that Basil Rathbone hated about sword fighting with Errol Flynn. Because Basil Rathbone actually knew how to fence, and Flynn just knew up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. It's, it was probably frustrating to him. Oh, yeah. I'd say when we did our show, I, I really enjoy the sword fighting in this. Oh, um, yeah. When it's the stunt guy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was easy to do have the stunt guy with this because he's 98% covered. It's like... Just get a skinny guy. Like you, you, you never know the difference. <laughs> as much as we've said that Three Amigos, I, I think a little bit of The Princess Bride. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. I see that. And Christy and I talked at length about the music. Oh yeah, just 
that score is so fantastic. Yeah, okay, I understand the complaint. Yes, it gets repeated a lot, but it's the Zorro theme. Yeah. It's it's like the Lone Ranger's riding on his horse. You hear the William Tell Overture. It doesn't matter how many times it is. That's yeah. the theme when he's riding the horse. <laughs> and it and it doesn't hurt that it's fantastic. Oh, true, yeah. I love it. I love the eye patch joke. That eye patch. <laughs> it is it too? <laughs> that eye patch joke is funny in everything too. When they raise the eye patch, or they see. or they switch it to the other eye. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. How big is that cross on that dude's neck? I just realized it. <laughs> <laughs> Takes all the money, but there's a big honking piece of gold hanging off the guy's <laughs> neck, and he doesn't take it. Well, Come on. That is a that is a full blown exorcist crucifix. Yeah. yeah. every time he talks I smile it doesn't matter what he says oh and this this is something I I studied Spanish in high school Mm -hmm. I don't remember a damn thing about it but my teacher must have looked at me weird the first day that we were in there and they were going over how they write, like, the letters and the numbers and everything. And the Z, when you write in Spanish, the Z has another line through the middle. Right. Because, otherwise, it looks like a number two. (laughs) And they explain that. I just started laughing. (laughs) Sorry. No, don't. I won't explain. Just go on. So you got in trouble in high school because of this movie. I didn't get in trouble. I just got a weird look. (laughs) Your teacher thought you were a problem child, thanks to George Hamilton. Yep. <laughs> Friendless. The defeat. The defeat. The defeat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going somewhere and got lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at all those tire tracks. Look at all those things made by modern vehicles. Just <laughs> before either. George Hamilton pulled up to this scene in his Cadillac. Yeah, he got out, got on the horse. Got out and got on the horse and drove back over the same tracks. Hmm. Her buddy... Laying out a little thick, isn't he? <laughs> I watched this with my son the first time for our show, and he left <laughs> halfway through. Um, that hurt my feelings. I've gotten over that. I've, I've had my daughter walk in, look at what I was watching, and it's like, oh, Star Trek again? I'll play in my room. <laughs> <laughs> You don't take it personally. No. Like this scene alone, the costume designer had to just totally knock it out. Oh, yeah. It's not it like... like Lorenda's dress is amazing. All the Given dresses are worn... amazing. Given it's being worn by Brenda Vaccaro. Oh, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of money just on costumes. 
This came out the same year as Raiders of the Lost Ark. I wonder uh, how the budgets. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I love Brenda McCarthy. She's one of my favorite 80s actresses, I think, just from going back and watching some of these old movies. Somebody else who never got their just due. Yeah, whatever she weird was. lighting thing. Dark light. Yeah. Dark. She's in. She... Well, at least they don't have the Vaseline on the lens like they did back in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> She's completely shameless, isn't she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, you're kind of hot. I don't like my husband. Come with me. <laughs> I think that's kind of the character she would often play in things mm-hmm. I've seen her. Although one of the the only other thing we reviewed that she was in was Supergirl. Mm. Unfortunately. <laughs> not not exactly her best use. No. What is El Calde supposed to be? Like his costume. Is he supposed, uh, like, to, be... supposed to be Napoleon? <laughs> yeah, is, is yeah. He Napoleon? Napoleon, Duke of Wellington, something, something like that. Okay. A generic military guy. Alright. <laughs> it's not obvious like Henry VIII later. Right. <laughs> Man, that dress gives her no boobs. Sorry, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> I know she does that whole thing. Well, thank goodness for small assets. It just goes straight down. Yeah, I would think if you were, like, I would like something that gives me some boobs. Is that what you would insist upon? I would. Well, you you can only work with what's there. Yeah. There's only so much you can add. (laughs) How long do those people have to dance in the background while the, the real scene is going on? I feel bad for those extras. Hey, they're getting paid. <laughs> you would hope. Yeah. And they get to wear a pretty costume. <laughs> Every time he yells. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good drinking game. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime Zoro says the pipples. And every time Ron Liebman like makes it Anytime he raises his voice. <laughs> You'd be wasted in the first half hour. Oh yeah. <laughs> By the end, you wouldn't watch. You wouldn't make it to the end of the movie. Well, I told I, when we watched it, I tallied up the times that he made me laugh, just mm-hmm. Ron Liebman, and I came up with thirty-two. Wow. Just Ron Liebman laughs. That's a lot. I mean, that's. Gracias. More... <laughs> <laughs> That's more than like Robin Williams would make you laugh in a movie. Ron mm. Liebman. Well, it's also the writing. I mean, the they nailed everything in this script. I have no idea how many times they went over it or how many rewrites there were, but there's hardly a wasted line in here. Right. Yeah, it's pretty tight. I would love to see a blooper reel from this. Oh, yeah. I I was so disappointed when we didn't have, like, a Smoking the Bandit blooper reel at the end during the credits. 
You know he's probably got something somewhere. Oh, there has to be. He produced it. Look, it's a table just of candles. (laughs) That one candle almost fell when he jumped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the old sword and the candle gag. Oh, yeah. That always works, too. That child's only direction is just stand there and stand there. (laughs) You, we need you in the scene. Get over there. (laughs) And there's never anything wrong with a good old pants drop. Nope. Especially when he does this. <laughs> Especially when he drops them again. <laughs> and then trips. <laughs> How many layers of pants does that man have? Because really it's not an underwear. They should have put a sock in there for him, though. That was kind of embarrassing. There wasn't much going on in there. Well, there's not much going on with his wife, so they, they even out. That's true. What did they do? What did they say? They have sex once a year? Is that what it is? Twelve times a year. In one, one night. In one, that's the joke. I forgot the joke. That's hilarious. And it doesn't matter what, every time I see someone swing, swing from a rope like that, all I can think is John Cleese in uh, My Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. And he just he starts swinging. Uh, can someone give me a push? <laughs> How'd she get dressed so fast? Apparently the uh, the two guardsmen were very ambitious in getting her into the dress. <laughs> the costume designer, that's how. Yeah. Oh no, the chandelier is coming at me very slowly. I can't move. Hey, hey, hey! There's the grin. (laughs) Like he's just so proud and bewildered by himself. (laughs) Whoops. This Ah! is what I thought Chris would laugh at from our show. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one time I thought he would laugh because it's just... It doesn't. It almost doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie. Like, like yeah. that he just would curse like that for no, you know, at an injury. Like, I don't know. It's like watching Jackass. It's funny when people hurt themselves. I like that makeup though. On the foot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see down her dress, but there's nothing there. Yeah, she's been to the wine. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is how Liz Taylor and George Hamilton got together. <laughs> <laughs> he just used it for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't married, were they? No. No. This was just a, a fling. A fling. Everybody had them in the sixties. It wasn't one With of Elizabeth Taylor. Eight husbands yeah. or whatever. No, no, no. 
Because he was in The Godfather. Well, he was in The Godfather 3. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. When I saw The Godfather 3 and him in it, all I could think of was this. <laughs> you can't take him seriously. No. She just picked him up. Yeah. He's a he's a thin little dude. I believe it. <laughs> Notice she didn't get off his foot yet. <laughs> no. She's hurting for a squirting. <laughs> <laughs> he has more makeup on than she does. Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> Give me more information. Because, yes. <laughs> Chris, do you know all the lines to this? Yes. <laughs> you do? Well, that was Matt's one complaint, <laughs> is that he couldn't actually watch the movie. Right he now. has nothing to say. <laughs> I have to deal with Star Wars every time. I wish I had a mute button for him. Like, shut, stop it. I don't, How long had it been in seeing this between viewings and you still remembered the lines? Like, years, right? Oh, yeah. And you still remember the dialogue? Not as well as Love at First Bite, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, there, there are some some bits in this I remembered from not having seen it for years, just because it's so ingrained. Every, t- every time I see him, I, I get excited. Ron's coming. This is about to get better. Why is there a heart on that coffin? I don't remember. Is that explained? It's it's not a coffin. It's uh, a fencing thing. Oh, right. So that, that heart is, you know, okay, try and hit there. <laughs> try and hit the heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't understand that when I first saw it either. I was like, what's going on here? Uh, you know, later on I realized, oh, it's that's supposedly where you would keep all your fencing gear and stuff. And use it to train? Yeah. Shut up, I'm in the little ball. What's he doing? <laughs> I love it. I think that, and when he goes into like the that silent kind of very still mode, it just ex- accentuates when he goes nuts. Right. Well, like with the thing with the candle, he was, you know, he's, you know, controlled and losing, 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 lost it. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a roller coaster. Why were you not at my birthday tonight? He's like bipolar. Mm. I love it. I would love to hear a George Hamilton commentary. Oh, yeah. What else is he doing? Come on, George. You know he's listening. The peoples are paying attention to what I did. 
Yeah, I would, I would love them to re-release this. Like, <laughs> on, on, on Blu-ray or something with the bloopers, with a commentary, behind the uh, scenes. I want everything on this movie. And you think it exists? There's no way it exists. I don't think it exists, no. but it's a dream. I would love for it to exist. Unless he has it himself, like you said. Yeah. Something, the studio would purge anything like this, probably. Mm. <laughs> Skipping and running and jumping in place. <laughs> I love this. Lehman's doing the tango. <laughs> oh, my foot's calling me. <laughs> Uh, a little trouble with his sword there. Yeah. <laughs> he should never put it away. He's only going to get it out again. Applesauce, bitch. He's angry at fruit here. You know, it's uh, showing what's going to happen later in the movie. That's right. This is foreshadowing. <laughs> I wonder how much of this was ad-libbed. I don't know. I, I mean, it's not like when you have like a Rob Williams where you can just write in ad-lib. Or right. like Billy Crystal or somebody. And you just you figure they're going to go. I, I have no idea if these guys are, are good with that kind of thing. Yeah. That Apple thing to me just seemed mm. like he's in a zone. You can tell like he, when he's doing this, he's in a zone and and feeling it. Yeah. And when he's walking by those apples, like he just to me that, that had to have been ad lib. He just does it. <laughs> <laughs> Good she didn't have bigger boobs. There you go. <laughs> Looks like the mummy. Yeah. Well, and and <laughs> this is Paco listening to instructions. Paco swinging that sword back and forth. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start smoking cigars. Well, you, you, I don't think I ever see smoke coming out of it. No, he does what my grandfather used to do. He he would light a cigar and never inhale anything, really. He would just hold it, like, in his mouth. And let it burn? And let it burn, yeah. I mean, he, he would inhale every now and again, but the majority of the time, he just had it in his mouth. It smells good. If you say so. <laughs> I do. Very short torture scene. Yes. Well, we can't have a long torture scene. We have to get to Bunny. That's true. Yeah, like I said, I did. I had no clue oh, about any of, any of the subtext going on here. Not that it was really very sub as a subtext. No. I just thought, you know, okay, that's his brother's brother's a bit goofy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And he's British. Everyone in British acts like everyone in Britain acts like. Acts right. Like, yeah. As as in the words from Legally Blonde, is he gay or European? <laughs> That's what it is. Everyone in England carries a parasol. 
I don't even know if when I was little, I knew this, it was the same guy. I didn't know. I thought it was two different actors. Yeah, like it's two different guys. Certainly didn't get that job. Mm. <laughs> I love Paco's screaming is just smacking. Yeah, the <laughs> little pet. And this is filmed long before they made advances with split screening stuff to make it look like better. This is just like old fashioned split screen stuff and yeah. and then extras from the back. Right. Love but it, it. it works. It works yeah. so well. A lot of crosses in this movie. It's very religious. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. Was this all just shot like in Southern California? I think so. I don't remember from when we did it. Yeah, I, I don't see them doing a lot of location shooting. Other, you know, it was probably just all right. Drive out of town in twenty minutes. <laughs> oh, that looks good. Yeah, I mean, it uh, and it does look good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we talked about on our show. To me, this is a. a sp- a spoof movie. Do you consider this a spoof movie, Gene? I know that you said it's it's spoofing these Disney things. Uh, but... I I would consider it a parody. A parody. Yeah, because I I consider like a spoof to be more like um, making fun of a genre, uh-huh. whereas a parody is making fun of something specific. So like um, Spaceballs, mm-hmm. I would consider a spoof movie because it's making fun of Star Wars and Star Trek and Planet of the Apes, and, you know, all these sci-fi blockbuster movies. Right. Whereas this is specific, we are making fun of this particular Zorro. The whole time. The whole time. Yeah, Yeah, not going into anything else. Yeah, it's not like they brought in the Lone Ranger at some point. Right. And started making fun of that. So I, I consider this a parody of the Zorro stuff. That's a good way to explain it. Because I... We talked about a. I, I'm not a Mel Brooks fan, mm. and I, I'd much rather watch this than anything Mel Brooks ever did. I would say probably my favorite Mel Brooks is Young Frankenstein, uh-huh. because it's like this. It's not. It's focused. It is. I am making fun of the Universal Frankenstein, right? To the point where they got the original equipment for the lab from oh, yeah. those movies. Uh, it's it's not too broad in its its humor. It's focused right on it. And I think another 
And I have to thank Gene Wilder for this. Another reason I like it is, and I'm sorry, Mel, but he's not in the movie. Right. That's one condition that Gene Wilder had. He said, listen, Mel, if I'm going to help you on this, you can't be in it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that mirror trick is really cool. It's like you really have three of them in the same Yeah. Shot. I was talking over when he was talking about his bowels. Your <laughs> <laughs> bowels. My what? There's something wrong with his bowels. Love it. His <laughs> costumes always fascinated me when I was little. The colors. Yeah. Like I remember, like after having seen it once and knowing that the colors changed, I was like. What's what color is he gonna wear next? Like I remember looking forward to like remembering what color he wore. Right. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're all great material, well done, and and they're not all exactly the same. Right. Mm-hmm. You look at all the different co- costumes, and they are all they all have differences to them. Now, this is the one thing I do agree with you, Dave. This went on way too long. <laughs> this. I'm I'm going to completely spell out my name with the whip. Uh, okay, show us the Z, show us the O. We can fill in the rest. I think Matt was complaining about that. Yeah. Just 20 minutes of him spelling his name. <laughs> oh, I love this scene. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that Christy and I started talking about, I think, that led her to picking this in the first place, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Because this is the thing I remember most about the movie. Okay. Boop. Look at the wink in the... <laughs> what do you want, or what? Uh-huh. He wants to rain down. It's and, like, <laughs> and then he correct, tries to correct him. Red. Like a rose. Puts that little wiggle in there. Flower. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a discussion about the salad. <laughs> a salad with tomato? <laughs> oh, I guess I do remember some Spanish. There you go. <laughs> it is every every move I I sit and watch, it's like masterfully done. I still do that move, the the, the pointing down. It's like you know, I when I'm ta- when I'm trying to get my dogs to sit or something. I was looking <laughs> at them, point, and they'll sit. That's actually a command for for dogs. Yeah, um, uh, you know, the. But I do it like him. I just look at him and no, down. <laughs> you you are your dog's alcalde. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully they don't turn on me in the end. <laughs> I 
is it is it wrong every time he yells I laugh? I don't know why it's like it never gets old. Because he does it so well. He does. <laughs> Don's disgusted. <laughs> now that is clearly not George Hamilton. Right. Here we go, another twenty minutes. <laughs> That Z head lays some nice flare on it. Yeah. He's well, getting better. He, he can't have a straight Z. No. He's wearing a lampshade on his head. <laughs> the hats bother me. That's the only thing, is the little dingle dingles off the hats. I don't know why it bothers me. <laughs> and this one with huge flower on it. <laughs> and dingle dangles. Oh, yeah. Well, he has to have them on every one of his hats. Dingle dangles. Dingle dangles, you know. What are dingle dangles? Like oh, I want to hear your definition. <laughs> things that hang off a hat. Yeah, that just sounds like a medical condition or something. <laughs> oh, it depends. Yeah, that. That's In my... this reference, it's talking about the crap that's hanging off his hat. Okay. <laughs> now it's crappy lace. There's another cross. Jesus. They're in a mission. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> Shut up, Christy. <laughs> Maybe because they're funny. in a church. A church with with hay She's on. Staying the in a church. I guess it, what is, this is a mission, right? Yeah, yeah. This is because there's no inn or anything that she can afford to stay at, even though mm-hmm. she's rich. So she stays at the mission. <laughs> They didn't have Motel 6s there, then. Mm. Colonia. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at him like, you're putting me on, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's that light. Ah! Somebody needs to do some white balancing or something. That light is unbelievable. There's a lot of shadows in this movie. Like when he came in, <laughs> when he came into this scene, like it's like anytime somebody is about to come into the scene, you see their shadow before you see them. That's dramatic. Hell yeah! This is this is uh, artfully done. Who directed the vampire one, Christy? Was it the same guy? Was it just like a comedy team kind of thing? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever seen that whole thing. I know you love it. I do. Especially the dance scene. Yeah, I haven't seen that in years. I'm nowhere near as much as this. (laughs) He's very light on his feet. Especially Bunny Wigglesworth. Yeah. I love how in in this movie universe, your foot getting better just means you rest it up. (laughs) That makes your foot better. The scenes when it is the two of them in in the same shot, it's always very grainy. Yeah. Like the camera trick that they did. They didn't have the same, uh, whatever you call resolution that they had with normal camera angles. Yeah, I'm wondering if it was a double exposure kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. What's that stuff to me? 
offers herself <laughs> to you. <laughs> that has a point. Isn't that a Bible? <laughs> See, that's grainy again. Yeah. I love these movies because I just saw one on the DVD that I have. Like, it happened in a movie I was watching not that long ago. They they're they're striking these DVDs from I guess the best copy of the film that they have. But there's still like imperfections in it. There's still every once in a while you see a hair or a pop or a scratch. Right. I love that because I'm a former perfection or projectionist, and when I see that kind of stuff, especially at the beginning of the movie, because the the ta- the heads and the tails of each reel usually got a little dirtier because they hit the floor or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're always a little grainier and scratchier in even movies that are transferred to DVD. I love that kind of stuff because you can tell this is taken from film. Yeah, that's one of the things, like, when I was watching Looney Tunes or something growing up, when you would have, like, a Tex Avery cartoon or something, where they would just stop, look over, and pick the hair out. Yeah. It's something I never got, because I watch a huge amount of movies in the theater, so it it just never clicked. But once I figured out what the heck they were going for, then it was funny. Yeah, it's like that breaking the fourth wall kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so I, I can see what you're, you're saying. It's like this this would take you back to, yes, this is a theater. We are watching it in the theater. Yep. And even though this is a it's a digital thing and I'm watching it on a machine as, as uh, elegant as a PlayStation 4, hmm. this was 35mm film at some point that has scratches in it still. Yeah. I love it. I love it when they, even on DVDs like that, they still have the cigarette burns up in the right-hand corner. <laughs> um, they've taken those out of a lot of movies, but if you still watch an old DVD, you can still see the cigarette burns up in the top where the projectionist would have had to change the reel or mm-hmm. to know that the reel was ending and beginning. I love that. Yeah. I didn't see that in this. I Yeah, I don't think that was on the VHS copy either from way back. So I think that was whatever home video copy they had is what they made this off of. They, hell, for all I know, they took a VHS and transferred it, and that was it. That's how they made it. They may have. I always wondered how they... Did they just dig up an old copy of that wanted poster and change the, the reward for it? Yeah. Because it's the exact same image. They get the Xerox. and Yeah. <laughs> it made me a graph. <laughs> Something There's like some... a sissy boy.
He does the voice so so well for him there. He actually is sort of giving himself away because he sounds like Bunny Wigglesworth. <laughs> right. <laughs> this this stereotype, stereotypical <laughs> stuff about homosexuals was like such a big deal, I think, then in the early 80s. Because this reminds me exactly of the Three's Company Mr. Roper jokes. Oh, yeah. About Jack Tripper with his hand and, and the little... I mean, all the like, all the little slams against gays. Like that would have been about this time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this this was so subtle that it took me a while to realize what he was doing there with the handkerchief. He's wiping yeah. off the makeup mustache. <laughs> yes, he's very he's very elegant. And then his eyes again. When you were little, I know we talked about this in our show. Did were you often scared, Gene, that he was going to be discovered? Like, were you fearing for him when you were little when you watched this? No, no, because it was a comedy. Mm -hmm. You know, there were so many laughs in it that it, there was never any drama associated with it. It was. It, it's not like when I first saw Superman the movie uh -huh. when it was. He's got the kryptonite around his neck. He's gonna die. Right. You know, it's what that was a dramatic movie. This this was the whole thing. We were laughing constantly, so there was never any always oh, in danger. It was just okay. What's the next joke? I think I was always afraid for him. I don't know, like on some level, like I was laughing, mm -hmm. but I I was there was always like he's he's gonna be discovered, mm -hmm. like. And, and pulling for him the whole movie. <laughs> Your you pregnancy. Oh, uh, here's this is where they explain the the sex thing. Okay, I remember this now. Yeah. She looks a little better endowed in that outfit, but her hair is a nightmare. <laughs> I'd say she just stuck her finger in an electric socket, but they didn't have electricity. That's true. <laughs> oh, idea. <laughs> This is a beautiful set they're in, too. Yeah. It's... Oh, that team. 
You you figure they like shot this like during the day before all the extras came in to do those long scenes. Right. Like these two just got out of makeup and it's like, hey, let's shoot this real quick. Yeah. Because they're still in bathrobes and stuff. Yeah. Like, what's he even wearing? He's just like wearing like an overcoat. I don't know what he's wearing. So many costume balls. <laughs> I love how his sword's running against the railing. That's like a tiny head on a big body. People always seem to dress like Henry VIII in costume parties. Why the hell is that? I mean, who cares about Henry VIII? Well, for, turkey leg. For some people, that's the only costume they can fit in. Well, that's true. Then there's the rest of us who we can't fit in any other costume, but we don't care. <laughs> you should wear it anyway. <laughs> now, this guy with the eye patch was in uh, Star Wars, right? Clive Revel, is that his name? He was what? the was he the one that was the original emperor in the Empire Strikes Back scene where Vader talks to the hologram of the emperor? Oh. I think that's that guy. Might be. Clive Revel is his name. I know that's who the guy was in Empire Strikes Back. I'm just wondering yeah. if that's that guy. It, it could be. It's not, not like that's a very common name. No. It's the same guy. I think I, I, I remember... <laughs> Santa Maria It's another thing my father will do Instead of saying like Eureka or something It was like Ah Santa Maria Still to this day To this day Yeah So this this movie is very special for you Oh yeah This, this is a family movie More than anything else Because it's something that we we all watched We all love And we can all quote <laughs> And it's an inside joke for, for you. Yeah. Yeah, like if uh, there's stuff that, even like if we're at a, a family gathering that my sister or my dad or, or I will say something from this movie and the others will laugh and everybody else is just looking at us like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. So it makes it special. Yeah. So what yes, I, I am looking at this through nostalgia, but it's still a good movie. Yeah. Now you look at this guy. <laughs> it's like he's got a gray beard. He's overweight. It's like why are you even bothering? Yeah, he's got bigger boobs than Brenda Vaccaro. Come on, come on. Ah, no. Louie, I know you. (laughs) 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 I wish I knew someone named Louie. I could just say that to him. We do. We know Lou from uh, from Dial-Up Movies on News. Yeah, there you go. Every time I talk to him, I go, Louie, I know you. Oh, 
now we've gone back to like <laughs> what's with the wigs? This is the most extravagant two costume parties in the history of costume parties. Hmm. And it's the, I wonder if it's the same dance as before. I should have paid more attention. Yeah. I'm fascinated by these extras dancing. And here's here's the thing about this that I never really thought about till just now. All these Zorro costumes, someone had to make them. Because, mm-hmm. like, the dresses, okay, it's a dress and a mask. Someone had to make all these Zorro costumes. No one had any inkling what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Here's that, that reminds me of Three Amigos, because that's the, the denouement of Three Amigos, is that everyone is the Three Amigos. Right. And that, that kind of... I swear, Three Amigos totally ripped this movie <laughs> Well, no, Three Amigos made money, therefore it was an homage. <laughs> there you go. He's pretty, too. Mm. It's like when Bugs Bunny would dress up as a girl. Right. You're, you're always attracted to him somehow. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't want to see this. <laughs> Doesn't he, as this goes on, get more and more annoyed with him hitting him with that fan? Yes. Like, at first it's like a playful thing, and then at some point he's like, all right, stop hitting me. Because <laughs> I'm wondering if he, he's getting hit harder each time. <laughs> yeah. I just can't wait for him to get hit again. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think is funnier, Liebman or Hamilton? Oh, Oh, that's a hard one. Liebman. Yeah? But you, That's tough. And it's not to say that the other one is not. No, no, it's just because Liebman is over-the-top funny. Hamilton's more of a, hey, you see what I did there, funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, if you if you go by the person that makes me laugh the most, it would have to be Liebman. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think it's Liebman, but by no stretch does that mean I'm not laughing constantly at Hamilton as well. Right. Because dancing is it's so funny. <laughs> How could someone not think this is funny? <laughs> and he doesn't correct him. He looks like, eh, what the hell? He's he's so exasperated with everyone around him. His facial expressions are amazing. Mm-hmm. Ha, ha, ha.
Now, did they have ladies' rooms back then? I don't know. Or are they just retru- retiring to her, like, private bath? I don't know. She's, it's like a whole dressing room thing going on there. <laughs> and there's the worried look. <laughs> and I think Hamilton there had a kind of relieved and worried look on his face. <laughs> like, oh, we aren't found out, but oh, he's in trouble. <laughs> More physical comedy. <laughs> He's lucky he didn't burn himself on that candle. <laughs> yeah, really. Have the wig go up in flames. <laughs> Come on, guys. Start dancing. Written in lipstick. His Z is much more fancy than Diego's. Yes. Props <laughs> take her up. Another cross. Yeah, scary. You know how you know you have a cross in a cemetery. <laughs> what the hell is that doing there? <laughs> That's another drinking game. Every time you see a cross, every time Ron Liebman yells, holy moly, this movie could lead to a lot of alcoholism. (laughs) (laughs) See, you should have had your husband, Christy, watch this with the drinking game because he would have enjoyed it. Maybe. Yeah. I'm blaming that on you. (laughs) Or maybe that's a way to get him to watch it again. Yeah. I I think that would be a cold day in hell. Would he ever watch this again? Nope. For no reason. Nope. Not if you not even if you clockwork orange him? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like that verb. I'm gonna clockwork orange. Clockwork orange you. <laughs> Is that like fight clubbing you? Yeah. I just watched Horrible Bosses 2 last night. He's like, we got a fight clubber here. That's like a thing now. When you beat yourself up, you're fight clubbing yourself. <laughs> look at all these, look at all the poppings and stuff in this film. It's so cool. As long as you just don't Zorro the gay blade yourself. <laughs> How would you do that? I don't know. I'm sure it would hurt. Become a split personality, one gay, one Spanish. Paint, paint half, the, <laughs> half your face. Yeah. You know, and his face is painted half and half like that. I, I I think it's really cool, and it reminds me then later of Prince and the uh, Bat Dance. Oh yeah, video. That or that episode of Putting on the Hits. Yeah, you brought that up to. What, what is that? The that Putting on the Ritz. Yeah, that. Uh, I think that. I don't know if it. I can't remember what song it was to. I don't know that it was to Putting on the Ritz. No, 
It was something. It was a duet that a man yeah. and sang together. Hmm. Maybe endless love. I don't know. That might have been what it was. It was the eighties. Let me check your gap. <laughs> Mind the gap. It'd be great if when she pulled back, his mustache was stuck in that gap between her teeth. <laughs> oh, my chloroform aftershave strikes again. <laughs> Bill Cosby as Zorro. <laughs> is that Mole really his, or is that... It's his. It's his. He's got the beauty mark. I don't think that's manly enough to call it a beauty mark. No? Moly, moly, mole. <laughs> I want that hat. Yeah, because it doesn't have any dingle-dangles on it. No dingle-dangles. That's what I said. Christy, don't you wish you were her? Oh, yeah. No. (laughs) He's old enough to be my grandfather. No. How old is he now? Oh, he's in his 80s, I think. Oh, he's that old? Mm Mm-hmm. So how old do you think he was here? 40? Oh, yeah. At least. Okay. Well, this movie's over 30 years old. Wait, they. The budget on candles alone. (laughs) They kept bees in in business. Oh, yeah. Now you you said you were a Zorro fan, Gene, at least on some some fashion from right. your dad being interested. Did you watch the Banderas Zorro movies? I watched the first one. I I meant to watch the second one, but I just never got a chance to. And I enjoyed it. You know, mm-hmm. what was it, the Mask of Zorro was the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a good way to to move move the story on. And you had a little bit of comedy in there as well. Yeah. Like with him learning how to sword fight and everything. Point right. the end goes into the other man. <laughs> oh god, Paco just jumping. <laughs> He's bouncing boy from the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> yeah, I think this this movie actually made me seek out the um the other Zorro incarnations. Right. Yeah, you know, like the other movies and, like I said, the cartoon and the TV show and everything. Those movies are solid. Oh, yeah. They're they're enjoyable. Of course, I always come in into it thinking about this primarily. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah, but it makes this more enjoyable, too, because you get to see the callbacks. It's like if you, if you listen to John Williams' score and then watch Star Wars... You actually hear the music more because you, you're familiar with that background, and then it's just, oh, okay, now it's it's fitting better. Yeah. <laughs> Look like Jawas. Yeah. <laughs> you know what <laughs> Chris, do you know what they are? Uh, yes, I do know what they are. <laughs> 
I have an elementary knowledge of Star Wars. Alright. Just checking. What? You just... I just... Okay. (laughs) The only Spanish I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only you know. You live in Florida. You should start to learn it. I I know a little bit more, but definitely I know that one, especially when people get mad. Yes. Mm. That's the only, like, Spanish word that that Brenda Vaccaro was taught. Hey, you're supposed to be actually Spanish, so here. Here's a word. Just say this. It's funny. Hmm. I think the location scout did a really good job for this movie because I don't know what this is. This is like some. It looks like some kind of old ruins or something. Yeah, it's it looks like, like an old fort. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's like you know the fort St. Augustine or something. Yeah, it's 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 really, it's perfect. Like the the costuming, the the locations, like like on just a on a you know movie making level, this movie is an achievement. I think for 1981. Oh yeah. And this is also never not funny. When when <laughs> when you have the drummers that just keep going. Yeah. When anybody's making noise like at all and someone wants them to be quiet, it's yeah. funny. Like Bill Murray and Scrooge with the hammering. Yes. She's not bad looking when she has her mouth shut. She's all right. I mean, she's she's never been a great beauty to me. Yeah. But what is she in? I mean, what do, what do we know her for? Um. Oh, damn. What well, What's the Jim Carrey vampire movie? Once Bitten. Oh, oh yeah, Once Bitten. Uh. Okay. That's primarily what I, you know. This and Once Bitten is what I know her from. Okay. She's she's like a vampirist that like seduces him or something like yeah, that. Yeah. She she needs to have the blood of a virgin by such and such a date. Otherwise, she suddenly you know loses all her powers. And okay. Jim Carrey's the virgin. This happens in every Zorro movie, too. This happens in the Banderas one, I think. At some yeah. point, dressed like a monk or something. Like and I'm that. wondering if... I, I kept thinking it was a callback to this. Maybe. But his mustache looks bad there. It's the first time I noticed it, though. Hmm. Oh, he doesn't really have a huge amount of close-ups in this movie. No. Probably because it couldn't get him that close to the camera because his yelling would short it out or something. <laughs> <laughs> to keep their distance. That's a great line. <laughs> it's like the tops of their hats are targets. Yeah. Well, that's how the military uniforms were. The Spanish and the French uniforms looked like that. Boy, Paco had a lot of makeup on there, too. <laughs> the makeup budget on this really broke the bank. Well, especially when you have to untan George Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They needed to give him whatever Michael Jackson had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just putting his arms up makes me Because <laughs> you know what's coming. <laughs> it's like he can't yell without putting his arms up. Oh, there's that gap. Hmm. Extras need a little work in this movie. Oh. <laughs> the pebbles. How many times I've said that since we watched this movie a couple weeks ago? The pebbles. The pebbles. I've probably said it two dozen times. Mostly probably when I was talking to you. <laughs> She just can't give it up, can she? <laughs> I love you. Whatever. Whoa! <laughs> I'm in front! <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> now that suit is in some museum because I found a picture of it online. Yeah, it's it's not the Smithsonian, but it's it's some like film museum. Yeah, I had it on our Facebook page. Yeah. It's like that gold lame, that gold lame suit. Mm-hmm. Another twenty minutes of whipping. <laughs> I will stand here until you whip me. <laughs> Stands there and leans into it. Yeah. And now suddenly everyone knows how to sword fight. Yeah, including her. And then we have the pro wrestlers on the side. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Now this looks like an outtake from Nacho Libre. <laughs> that guy looks like he belongs in a pirate movie. That guy's in a wrong movie. Okay. He wandered in. <laughs> uh, waiting for somebody from Blazing Saddles to accidentally walk in. <laughs> steamroller, 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 steamroller. Well, this fight scene is really bad. I didn't remember this. <laughs> it's also pretty short, so Good. it's not that bad. It gives you the idea of what's going on. Obligatory chicken. Wicked. <laughs> I wonder if that's in the credits. Obligatory chicken. <laughs> Chicken Wrangler. Yeah. 
Everybody else is off the hook as long as they don't agree with him. Apparently. Yeah. Fly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one on the camera lens too, on the left there. Mm. That was that was like an uncomfortable little salute. Well, it's pretend you're on a rearing horse. <laughs> yeah. Now all of a sudden she's the Mad Hatter. <laughs> With who? (laughs) (laughs) That's a bad shot. Yeah, that looks like a matte painting. (laughs) Where are we going to live? And something's on fire for no reason in the background. Of California, it's it's fire season. Yeah. Now, how can he be expected to live where there isn't one good mariachi player? Yeah. <laughs> and, oh boy. And that was the end. <laughs> That's a bad joke. It's a bad joke to go out on, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> There's so many good jokes. Don't leave us with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because we needed to know he was Bunny Wigglesworth as well. But why not put Ramon? Sure. Because he was Ramon. <laughs> he was Ramon at some point. Uh, I, I love that movie no matter how many times I see it. Yep. That uh, is a pretty damn good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie in probably 25 years, and I've seen it twice in a couple of weeks. That's a Oh, good... Frank Welker. I never yeah. realized that. Yep. Famous who's, voice actor. Who's Frank Welker? Frank, Frank Welker Wel- is currently, I, I, there's a bunch of stuff, but currently he is the voice of both Fred and Scooby-Doo. Oh, oh, okay. And he was the voice of Megatron on the old Transformers cartoon. Okay. It was him and, what, Michael Bell that did a lot in the 70s and 80s? Yeah. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> I actually used to pay attention to that a lot. Because he was, Michael Bell was the voice of Devlin. I don't know. It just popped into my head. Okay, then. Devlin. I like Devlin. What's Devlin? Devlin was a cartoon about a guy who was a, like, he had a special car. And he was a race car driver, I think. I don't remember. There wasn't, I remember it, that was one I watched. It wasn't the one on the Cartoon Express where he was a, a motorcycle stunt rider, was it? That, that... It might have been. It might have been. Because that's that's something I used to, every now and again, when it would show up. It wasn't like a regular thing on Cartoon Express. No, no. You, you'd kind of have to, like, catch it. Yeah. But I remember a lot of times I would see the one where he crashed. And that would always upset me. <laughs> boss Wrangler. Because he got hurt. <laughs> yeah. What's a boss wrangler? He's the guy that wrangles the bosses. Okay, all you producers over here. <laughs> Did you see how long the uh, the costume department was? It was pretty. It was pretty long. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. 
It was filmed in Mexico City. Churubusca. Churubusca. That's why everything looks Spanish. Because it was in Mexico City. It could have been California or Florida. Mm. Right, cheaper to film in Mexico City. Probably. Especially if they needed those ruins and, and those sets and those extras. Do you realize that in about six months, this movie is going to be 35 years old? Oh. How depressing is that? That is pretty depressing. It is. Uh, but that's the end of the credits, and I would really like to thank both of you for coming on and doing this commentary with me. This, this was very, very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Absolutely. It was a delightful way to spend a Sunday. <laughs> it is. And, and uh, why don't you guys tell the listeners who, if they don't already know where to find you, they really need to go look look for you. So uh, I know you guys are on, you know, specifically for this was the, the great 80s, the great 80s movie debate, but where, where can they find you in all your wonderful programs? Go ahead, Christy. You're the oh, boss. you can find us on neozaz.com. We've got a myriad of various podcasts that appeal to everyone, including Star Wars people. I'm, I've, I've been told. <laughs> You're on every episode. I am technically. <laughs> I'm pre-recorded on every episode, but I am on every episode. Um, and, uh, of course, the Grady's. And then there's uh, the Indiana Jones in character yes. and Billy's. Is it called again? It's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna let you struggle. <laughs> At least full count. I was gonna say Philly's full court, and then I was like, "Wait a second, don't that's basketball." <laughs> Wrong sport. <laughs> and Muppets in character, which and you're. Muppets. Yes. And my favorite new thing that you guys are doing is this video podcast called "We're Bored," where you and your lovely husband play atrocious old board games. Oh, they're bad. They're bad. <laughs> I'm sure you have no end of atrocious board games to play. I We actually, adorning a table in our living room, which Dave can attest to, there is a stack of some of the most heinously awful board games from the 70s and 80s and a little tad bit of the 90s, um, which we have subjected ourselves to. And uh, we are just finishing that up, and then we should be able to release it soon. Oh, cool. Well, it, if I ever meet up with you guys, you have to play the one game we have, which is a vampire game. Oh. But it, it's it got a little light in the middle of it. That <laughs> you have to play it in a dark room, because the light changes the board. Ooh. As like, okay, you roll one thing, well now it's nighttime, so you switch the light and then different things show up. But it is not exactly a well thought out game I, I, I'm believing that not many of them are yeah I was like hey we got a subject let's make a board game I can't wait to see that because I want to see these I want to see you guys play them and I want to see the games because I did see the stack of games and man are they bad I mean like anything that you could think of has a board game I'm, I'm waiting for the Mork and Mindy board <laughs> game. that one is awful that <laughs> one is it makes no sense. I remember, did you ever have to, when you're in school, did, when you were in school, did you ever have to make a board game? No. No. I had to. And it's not easy. And I can understand why people think it's going to be easy. And then you try and think of all the ways that you could play it. And I given it was elementary school, so mine was pretty simple. But some of these are not much better. 
And people get paid for that. And people got paid for this. Well, now you know what happened to all your elementary school projects. Apparently, they got bought and put with labels of things that people would recognize just so that people would buy them. Hmm. Well, maybe one day you'll find a Zora the Gay Blade board game. That would be funny. <laughs> the people would like to play that. I am actually looking forward to the Mork and Mindy, or not the Mork and Mindy, the um, Donnie and Marie game. Oh, because boy. I will be digging out my my Mark, uh, my uh, Donnie and Marie uh, Barbies. Awesome. I think you and Matt should dress like Donnie and Marie as you play it. Well, you know, I am a little bit country. He is a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> uh. He does not own purple socks. <laughs> Which all the... All the... The Donny Osmond fans out there would hear and understand. Okay, because I, oh, I, I was confused. <laughs> I'm generally confused when Christy says words. <laughs> the Hammer Podcast is a production of thehammerstrikes.com. Questions and comments can be emailed to gene at thehammerstrikes.com. Look for The Hammer Strikes on Facebook and Google+. Part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network.